Good morning. It is seven minutes after nine o'clock. Glad to have you with us. What have we learned from the barrage of information released by Twitter? We'll kick that around in just a few seconds because I'm not sure we learned anything we didn't already know. Uh, we'll talk about the Republican Party. Can they be saved? Early voting as well. That's all coming up in this hour of the program. And I was involved in a discussion. It was a real intellectual challenge. I won't tell you where I ended up on this position, but I will replay some of the comments. Um, it, it, it's just that uh, I'll be saying them instead of the people in, in, engaged in the discussion. Our telephone number is 874-9390-800-529-5572. By the way, that discussion was about why have children. So we'll get into that. Uh, let's kick it off with, uh, with Twitter. Uh, apparently, there was, well, nothing much released that we didn't already know. It's kind of nice to have it confirmed. Was any of it illegal? Well, not on the part of Twitter. Did they have a bias? Who didn't know that? Maybe the government overstepped their boundary. Um, but it is clear that it did affect the outcome of the election. The government being willing to hide the truth about Hunter Biden's laptop may ultimately be the one thing that really did unequivocally cost Donald Trump the White House. Because they've done surveys and people have admitted that if, he had, if they had known about the Hunter Biden laptop and its contents, they would not have voted for Biden. Maybe they would have stayed on the sidelines and voted for no one. But it is the government that affected the outcome of the election. Reason Magazine says on Friday, Elon Musk announced that he would release the Twitter files. A behind-the-scenes account of why the social media site prevented users from sharing the New York Post's Hunter Biden laptop story. That story, which was erroneously categorized as uh, disinformation... Well, it was categorized that way by national intelligence experts. And it's become the archetypical example of social media moderation gone awry. Musk gave the scoop to the independent journalist Matt Taibbi, whose report published on Twitter itself is, according to Reason Magazine, somewhat confusing. So, if you followed it, if you followed the release, if you read the information, what did anybody do that was illegal? Well, I would, I would argue perhaps the FBI um, lying to Twitter might be illegal. It might be illegal. To be clear, it's useful to see some of these internal messages. They confirm that Twitter's various departments, communications, moderation, senior management, horrendously mismanaged the entire affair. They were not all on the same page. Vice President of Global Communications, for example, was immediately unconvinced 
by the hacked materials justification. Somebody at Twitter was actually trying to be forthright, believe it or not. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm not surprised by it. I'm not convinced... Well, I am convinced that Twitter did nothing illegal, certainly immoral, certainly immoral. And maybe the federal government working with Biden, perhaps they broke the law. But I don't expect anybody's going to get punished. Not going to happen. I almost never see the left get punished. The most interesting revelation in Tabibi's thread is that Twitter's top executives were warned over and over again that this decision was going to create backlash like nothing they had seen before. Representative Ro Kahana, whom I'm not a fan of, I really can't stand the guy, he's a hypocrite and an idiot, he's a congressman from California and a Democrat, progressive lawmaker, repeatedly emailed a Twitter communications staffer to complain that the firm was violating First Amendment principles. He raised some valid points in his communication with the company, though, strictly speaking, the First Amendment doesn't apply to this situation. NetChoice, a tech industry trade association, explicitly told Twitter, Twitter that this would be uh, the company's access Hollywood moment. Unlike Twitter, both Kahana and NetChoice came off looking pretty good in all of this. So... After listening to all this, after reading all of this, what have we learned? We've learned not to trust practically anything that's mainstream. We've learned that the Democrats are convinced that the end justifies the means. And that they will continue to do this. By the way, I've been telling you this. This mentality of the left, the end justifies the means for years. And I was just reading a piece by Victor David, uh, Davis Hanson. He says the current media loosely defined as the old major newspapers like the New York Times, the Washington Post, network news channels, uh, the online news aggregators like Google, Apple and Yahoo, the social media giants um, are corrupt. And his second paragraph, he says... They have adopted in their news coverage a, a utilitarian view that noble progressive ends justify almost any unethical means to obtain them. That's exactly what I've been saying for probably 15 years. The media is unapologetically fused with the Democratic Party, the bicoastal liberal elite, and the progressive agenda. You can't undo this. There literally is no way to undo this in a reasonable amount of time. The effects of Twitter, perhaps with Elon Musk at the head, who, by the way, as I understand it, eliminated thousands of child porn uh, references on Twitter. Did that in what, a month? Well, what stopped the previous management from doing that? One wonders. But now... Uh, we've got to find a way to to get information out there that's accurate and honest. Uh, and, and it's not going to happen through the schools. How does the Republican Party save itself? 
A lot of you believe that we've got, and now I'm starting to ramble because I'm trying to segue into where I really want to go, which is election. A lot of you believe that the elections were stolen. A lot of you think that mail-in voting is a problem. So, you haven't got a, an honest media that you can turn to. You've got to do your own homework. You've got to look constantly. You've got to really sift through the news that you get. And then you have to take all that information and vote on it. And that turns out to be a problem. We'll talk about that next on The Gary Nolan Show. It's the Zimmer Radio Network. So you know you can't trust the media. You get your information. You work hard. You wait till Election Day and you vote. Well, the Democrats have already been voting. They've been collecting ballots. I think they cheat there. I wonder if Republicans are ready to embrace voting by mail. If you're, and I don't like voting by mail. I will go in personally and vote. But if we can convince Republicans to vote by mail in greater numbers, do you think that will increase the, uh, the number of votes Republicans get? I hear a lot of Republicans saying that this is, this is a path we have to go down. We have to embrace the mail-in vote. Well, do you think it will make a difference? Do you think there are Republicans who don't vote because they, you know, they, they, they get busy that day, they, the weather is bad, uh, it's just not worth the energy to them, and that if we really want to make a difference, we need to embrace mail-in voting. Do you think that will make a difference? You've done your homework. You've looked for your news. You've made your decision. You know who you're going to vote for. You're going to go vote on Election Day. And the weather turns south. Snowing like a son of a gun. Raining and cold. Whatever it is. Maybe you decide not to go out and vote. Could that change the direction? The last three election cycles, the Republicans have done pretty badly. In spite of... uh, a president that is, you know, incapable of even making a speech. I mean, the guy is just completely a C. Inflation running rampant. This disaster that, that was the Afghanistan withdrawal. The southern border. All of that combined. And the Republicans just barely eke out taking over the House. Didn't take the Senate. I, by the way, don't think they will uh, win Georgia. I'm not sure, maybe, but I don't think so. Would mail-in voting help? How do you save your political party? How do you save the Republican Party? 874-9390-800-529-5572. You can go to GaryNolan.com, send me a message, message, and uh, it will... Uh, it will show up in studio. Uh, what is Mike saying here? Uh, all of America is being punished at every trip to the filling station or grocery store. Uh, yeah, uh, doesn't doesn't change. How do you save the party? How do you turn this around? Do you do what the Democrats have done? 
embrace the mail-in vote. I think that really benefits Democrats. It really, it really does. Not just for the opportunity to cheat. And we know that goes on. We know that goes on. But I think a lot of people just, you know, every intention to go out and vote, and they don't. The weather is bad. Something comes up. They're not feeling well. Uh, and they don't show up. What do you think? Uh, let's see. Uh, Roy says, uh, play stupid games, win stupid prizes, or as an example, voting. Um, all right. Eight, uh, I, I really don't like uh, mail-in voting. I, I really think everybody should be compelled Everybody should be motivated. The people who are most motivated will get out of bed, will go down to the uh, polling place and cast their vote. Laziness, it seems to me, um, is the reason a lot of people don't vote. And I think Democrats recognize this. Republicans, I think, they're, they're just... Can I say this without getting in trouble, Brian? La Democrats are lazier than Republicans? I think that would be a fair statement. I think progressives are lazier than Republicans. Watch How do you know with mail-in voting if the vote that was sent actually was sent by the recipient? What prevents people from gra snagging a, uh, a ballot out of a mailbox, sending it off as if it was their own? Oh, you mean out of the uh, mailbox in the yeah. front of your house? Uh-huh. Well, I would think I that they the person who lives in that house would say, hey, uh, I didn't get a ballot. Well, the, by then it's too late, isn't it? Well, no, you'd know you didn't get a ballot. If, if, the, uh, if you're told that uh, the ballots went out on uh, September 10th and you didn't get one by October 10th, you'd think, well, something is wrong here. I would think that <clears throat> that would be the way. Uh, it's really difficult... It's really difficult to confirm those, those mail-in ballots, I think. Anyway, let's go to the phones and find out what you're thinking. Uh, Mike is first in line. Mike, welcome. How are you? Thank you for taking my call. A uh, couple things, actually. We need to embrace mail-in voting because, I mean, if that's the rules, we've got to play by the rules. But the second thing we need to really embrace is ballot harvesting. Same thing they do. Go to churches. Go to the NRA. Go to meetings where there's a lot more Republicans. And we just, I mean, that's the only way that we're going to be able to even play with on a level playing field. I'm I just starting to think I that, see another way. That, that is one of the things you're going to have to do. You're going to have to start embracing this. I think yep. that generally speaking, uh, Republicans are, well, let me rephrase that. Democrats are kind of lazy. I agree with you there. I agree with you. But, um, you know, like I said, I told my friends that those are the rules. Those are the rules. We have to start with a grassroots organization. We need to we need to get better at the game. Plain and simple. Do Otherwise, you, uh, we're never we're never going to have any uh, any power whatsoever. Mike, do you fear that if you mail the ballot in, it won't get counted? That somebody will screen it out? Not no, not really. Um, I'm not not. But I'm thinking that there's certain areas where I think it might be an issue, but. As, as overall, no, I don't think that's the case. I'm just, you know, I'm just saying that we need to we need to start, you know, doing the same things that the Democrats are doing. And if we don't, 
you know, we are never going to be in power again. And I, you know, end this conversation with, I don't like it. I wish we would just have one day voting. You know, if you're too lazy to get your butt out of there and get to get to the voting, you know, you shouldn't be able to vote. But those aren't the rules. So, you know, we have to we have to, you know, revamp our system, revamp the machine. And, you know, that way we can compete against be able to compete against them. All right, Mike, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. I so distrust mail-in voting. It's I'm thinking this suggestion that we go to NRA meetings and places like that, those people are probably going to vote already. Uh, but uh, what happens if somebody goes in there and says, uh, hey, uh, let's, let's get all these votes, and they're a Democrat, and the votes disappear, and you'd never know. There's just so much wrong with mail-in voting. There's so much wrong with mail-in voting. And the end justifies the means mentality of the left. Well, that, that just sort of makes it even scarier. Really, it does. I, I don't trust the left at all. Uh, mail-in voting should be illegal, says Brian. Absentee ballots with verification, yes. I would swim through a flood or crawl through five feet of snow to cast my ballot. Anyone who blames the weather or whatever for not voting gets the government they deserve. Uh, There's been a generalization and demographic shift. A generational and demographic demographic shift. You're looking at the recent elections and asking if mail-in voting will make a difference. The reality is that limited government thinking is out of fashion. Blame schools, institutions, etc. It doesn't matter. Most people don't take responsibility for themselves. The GOP is dead unless it becomes progressive. And finally, Gary says eliminating early voting. Go back to the same day voting. And paper ballots. I, I don't. I don't disagree with that. But you got mail-in voting all across the country, and it. You know, Democrats who won't get out of bed and go down and vote are voting. And I think they're harvesting votes, harvesting ballots. So I think, you know, you, you got to fight fire with fire. That, or you change the laws back again. I'm sure some Democrat out there listening to me right now wants desperately to call up and tell me how safe mail-in voting is. Oh, you can trust it, they would say. Why, they've been doing it in, and then name some progressive state where the left is dominated. 874-9390, toll-free 800-529-5572. I uh, took part in a conversation about um, motivation for having children. Uh, it was a, it was well, it was a fascinating conversation. Uh, I'm going to take a role on this, and I'm going to play it to the hilt and challenge you. Um, you won't know what I really, whether this is really what I believe or not. But it deals with why you had children. And the question is, did you have children because you were selfish? That's next. This Gary is Nolan. the Gary Nolan Show. 935. Welcome. Glad to have you with us. I took part in an interesting conversation uh, over the weekend. Uh, it was uh, a real uh, challenge. 
And I'm going to take a position that you're not going to know if it's really my position or not. But the, the, the intellectual challenge was about having children. Uh, one of the people in the group suggested that the reason you have children is purely selfish. Others argued, no, it was an act of love. So, 874-9390-800-529-5572. I'm going to take the selfish position. The, I'm just going to give you some of the arguments that I heard. There is, uh, there, the only reason you would have children is out of selfishness. After all, if you don't have these children, they don't uh, get the measles, the mumps, they don't get fevers, uh, they don't lose loved ones, uh, they don't ultimately die, they simply don't exist, they don't miss it. The only reason you're having children is for your own personal gain. You want someone to love. You want you want, you want. And so having children is a selfish act. That was essentially the argument. 874-9390-800-529-5572. The challenge to you <clears throat> is to prove that argument is wrong. That there is a different motivation, a different reason, a better reason for having children. It has nothing to do with selfishness. 874-9390-800-529-5572. As usual, I'm going to pick on Brian first. So, Brian, why did you bother having children? What was the point? Uh, so you could raise uh, children. Uh, so, so you did it for you, so you no, could raise them. No, not just for me. Oh? No. For whom else? For them. For them? Giving well, them a well, they wonderful didn't... upbringing. Yeah, you, you, you provide them with a wonderful upbringing, but you're doing all that for you. You're not doing it for them. If they didn't exist, they wouldn't, they wouldn't suffer. They would never suffer. I guess you could make that argument, but well, that's, uh, that's they not did. why I brought them into the world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do this just for the self-serving purpose. <laughs> yeah, you wanted someone to love. You wanted someone to raise. You, you wanted to keep the family name going, so you went out and had children. You brought them into this world, and now they're going to have to suffer. They're going to get sick. Some of them will get cancer. They'll, they'll lose loved ones. They'll mourn and, and, and be uh, sad. And then ultimately, they themselves are going to die, something nobody really wants to do. Well, why did you put them through all that? All right, that's, that's the argument. <clears throat> And uh, we'll see what you uh, have to say here. And You've yet to take, in a, take a position on this, right? I have taken a position on this, but I'm not going to share it That's until, what the, I mean. yeah. until the end. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just giving you the uh, more controversial uh, side of the argument. And I will try to defend it against all... And don't blame me. Don't act like, hey, this is all Gary. This is just me taking the controversial side and trying to get... Uh, a conversation going. So let's start with Sherry. Sherry, why did you have children? Well, I believe that the good Lord wanted us to have children. He said, go forth and multiply. And if you're living according to God's will, then you get married, you have children, and 
that's part of his plan. If he didn't want you to have children, you wouldn't have children. How many children did you have? Nine. Nine? Nine. Holy Toledo. Must be a Catholic. Um, I am. <laughs> nine children. Well, you could have had more. Why didn't you? Well, age catches up after a while. I so, see. You know, so the, the good Lord deems for me to have nine, and that's how many I had. Okay, so you did it strictly because God d told you to. Well, I mean, you know, that was God's plan for me. I mean, you know, I... You know, I didn't use birth control of any kind, and God gave me nine children. So yeah, but you you did this you did this strictly for God. Yes, God wants souls in heaven, and that's what He wants. And you know, He gives us the joy of the children while they're here. But ultimately, it's our job to try to train them up and give them back to Him. Are they going to suffer eventually? We all have to suffer. That's the result of the sin of Adam and Eve. I mean, that is, you know, the fall of man is the result of that, is that we have to suffer. So you bring and, them into the world. Uh, they get diseases. They die. They have accidents. Uh, and that's all God's will. It, well, it is. I mean, God allows bad things to happen, but in those, he also allows good things to happen. And, you know, we've follow his will and ultimately we get the ultimate reward of heaven so yeah i mean so if i didn't have children do i not get into heaven no i didn't say that That's okay not just checking if you didn't have children maybe that was god's plan for you too i know um several catholic families that have no children that okay. and it's not because of anything they've done it's what god has planned for them okay i know small families and large families all right, I'm just checking. All right, Sherry, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, Sherry's argument was one of the arguments that we heard, uh, that it is, you know, it's God's will. But how many people decided, God wants me to have a baby, I'm going to do that? I would argue very few. I would argue that uh, most people didn't use that as a motivator. Scotty is up next. Scotty, welcome. How are you? Just fine, Gary. How are you guys doing this morning? Doing well, thank you. Sherry kind of stole my thunder. It does state in the Bible, go forth and multiply. However, it does not say multiply like rabbits and depend on us and the government to support. <laughs> so when you had children, did you say to your wife, uh, all right, let's get to it. God said we got to have kids. Oh, no. No, don't, it don't work like that. But I, said, I believe children, you know, they're a blessing. They're our future. They're what's going to keep the world going as best they can, as best they see fit in the conditions that surround them. Some people are better at raising children than others. Some people don't even raise their children. They just depend on others to do it for them. But you had That's children. Reason. You didn't have children because God commanded it. You had children because you wanted them. More of a suggestion than, a, you know, it's not in the commandments. So it's more of a suggestion. Had it been in the commandments, there might have been a, a little bit more basis for a debate. <laughs> But you uh, had your but, children because you wanted them, right? No, accidentally. Accidentally. Accidentally? No, you... It, that's, let's be honest here. You wanted kids, didn't you? No, when they happened. Like I said, it was accidentally. All right. But, accidentally. You know, now, I had the pleasure of meeting a young gentleman just last week. 
that is the epitome of why you should have children and people should raise their children because this young gentleman was raised very well. If he because you. If he hadn't have been created, this world would have been a darker place. And I'm speaking about Brian's son is who I'm speaking of. One of the finest young gentlemen I've ever had the honor and pleasure to meet. Plus, he's a defender of our nation. He's a United States Marine. But he was just hands down one of the nicest kids I ever met. Uh, I don't deny and, that. I've met him, and, I, and I'm and i impressed uh, by Brian's uh, kids. Uh, well, but Brian, I guarantee you, Brian shame? didn't didn't tell Denise... Well, it's in the Bible. Let's go have kids. Uh, and oh, I don't no, believe I you that. told your wife that either. I think you had kids uh, because you wanted them. Uh, maybe some were an accident. I don't know. But uh. Well, you know, also in the, in the uh, how can I put this on radio, in the act of creating a child, there's bonuses. And I'm not talking about the physical aspect of it. But when everything's said and done, you can just relax. You can go get your favorite vape and just relax. And, you know, pick your favorite vape juice from Como Vapor. Just kind of like the icing on the cake all this soak. You know, you're having a serious discussion, and suddenly you hear this Como Vapor thing. Well, you know, by I, the way, I, if I you are getting kind of low on juice. By the way, if you uh, are a fan of... Um, Coastal Clouds Creme oh. Brulee, Caramel Creme Brulee, they're, they're out. And I know because I bought them out. <laughs> Carney 4 go. is just oh, as by good, the though. way, Brian, I'll yes, be sir. in contact with you about that service that was performed for your son. He mentioned something about uh, a Gary steak and some onion rings with dippy sauce. Oh, yeah, I'll yeah, get, yeah. I'll, I'll get in contact with you Would about you that. Would you do that? Okay, so you're I trying to tell it. me they've named a sauce after you? <laughs> Gary, I actually sent you a photograph that had dippy sauce on it. Yeah, but I could see where it was doctored, but a nice try, nonetheless. <laughs> Scotty, thank you, you buddy. Appreciate it. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Nobody has children. Nobody says, ah, the Bible declares. And on top of that, there are lots of other religions out there uh, that, uh, that uh, you know, don't have that in their, you know, go forth and multiply thing. Uh, I would argue that uh, most people have children because they want those children. For their own good, they want those children. And so that would be an act of selfish, uh, selfishness. That's the argument. Roy is up next. Roy, welcome. How are you? I'm doing fine. You're doing a good job representing the wrong side. Um, <laughs> you know, it's a challenge, but you do what you do. Way back in Genesis, which was, by the way, written by Moses, so figure that out. Um, not only did he say, be fruitful and multiply, but he also said, let there be light. And I just want to draw into focus here that when he said, be fruitful and multiply, he wasn't talking to any one person. It's more of like gravity. You are my creation. Creation is to... Um, be fruitful and multiply. And being part of creation and acknowledging God, trying to take my proper place in creation, being wanting to have a family is just natural. All right. Roy, thank you for the call, buddy. Appreciate it. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. We're up against the clock. Got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. It is 9.51, 9.52, actually. Glad to have you with us. Uh, by the way, coming up in the next segment of the program, uh, in, in California, they're thinking of bringing back mask mandates. Uh, but I got some news for them. Uh, we'll talk about that in the next segment of the program right after the news. That'll be about uh, 
Uh, in the meantime, on having uh, children, Jim says having children is an evolutionary urge. It's an evolutionary requirement. This is why you may feel rewarded and pleasured by the process. Fulfilling your reproductive goals isn't selfish. It's required to continue the species. It's a duty. Well, what if the species does go away? Then what? I don't know. Uh, let's see. Uh, then uh, Susan says, uh, found out today. Want to let you know. Oh, she's not going to make the dinner on the 18th. Well, how many people did she have on her list? See what kind of an opening we have here. Uh, <laughs> All right. If, um, if you wanted to come to our Christmas dinner at CC City Broiler on the 18th of December... That's uh, at 12 o'clock noon. Then send, go to GaryNolan.com. This is the way to get in. You go to GaryNolan.com. And the first person to say, I got an opening, two people we'd like to go, uh, I will uh, add to the list. We just had two drop out. So go to GaryNolan.com and send me a message. Include your phone number, your email address, your name, and the number of people. I got room for two more people. Somebody just dropped out. So the first, the first message I get, the first email I get from GaryNolan.com will get those seats. 874-9390-800-529-5572. We've got a mystery speaker, and I promise you, you will know who this mystery speaker is. Uh, and uh, this is Sunday, December 18th at 12 o'clock noon at CC City Broiler. We have room for two more people. We just had a dropout. Uh, but you got to do it the right way. You got to go to GaryNolan.com to send me the message so that, uh, so that we can uh, put it together. In the meantime, California is looking at bringing back a mask, uh, mask mandate. And it's and by the way, we've got some other COVID news uh, that you might be interested in. In fact, I'm sure you will. Uh, it's comment from somebody who worked at the Wuhan lab, but they are, you know, thinking that somehow this um, mask wearing mandate is going to stop the spread of the disease. And there are actual studies about these mask mandates and wearing masks. And I, you know what? I'm going to squeeze this in. The experts have, report, have repeatedly tried to deflect from the failure of their policies with misdirection. The reason lockdowns didn't work in the United States or the United Kingdom is because they weren't strict enough, according to many experts. Of course, their excuses have been conveniently ignored as China's repressive zero-COVID lockdowns have continued with horrific consequences. Now that mass protests have broken out in the country that experts revered for their COVID handling, there's a massive effort to disregard their own previous advocacy. This is perhaps exemplified by Canadian Prime Minister Trudeau, who clearly used authoritarian measures to suppress the protests in his own country, while now supporting... Chinese demonstrations. 
The bewildering lack of awareness of their own hypocrisy seems to be a feature of COVID-observed politicians and public health authorities. But universal masking apparently doesn't even work. Even though CDC and Fauci explicitly claimed that wearing anything to cover your face would be effective at preventing transmission, many have now quietly dismissed that messaging. Fauci, by the way, was asked about wearing masks. To tell us, give us a study somewhere. Do you know a study that proves that wearing these masks works? And he said, no, he doesn't know of a study. Specifically, he said, the cloth coverings work. Not just surgical or N95s. Well, everybody was forced to wear them. I've even seen them on people alone in their cars, as though perhaps they might spread it to themselves. They do work, Gary, for virtue signaling. That's about it. You remember? You walk down the street not wearing a mask. That's like firing a gun <laughs> uh, without looking where you're that. shooting. New research has been released, and it uh, talks about just how effective those masks are. And it's not just new research, it's quality research. Um, the Annals of Internal Medicine just published a randomized controlled trial comparing the ability of medical masks to prevent COVID infection to fit-tested N95s. I mean, we're not just talking your run-of-the-mill cloth mask here. Importantly, the trial was conducted on healthcare workers who would be most likely to use masks appropriately. To determine whether medical masks are non-inferior to N95 respirators to prevent COVID in healthcare workers providing routine care. The trial design was important. It was meant to determine whether or not N95 respirators were superior to regular surgical masks. They looked at 29 different healthcare facilities on a multiple continents from North America to Asia and Africa. And uh, it's, it's not a meta-analysis, it's an actual study. I'll tell you what they found in about five minutes, because we got news coming up. Gary Nolan Zimmer, Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show 